Welcome to CBS Soap Dish Recap, a podcast about your favorite CBS soaps. Each week, we deliver the best hard-hitting analysis of the previous week of The Young and the Restless and The Bold and the Beautiful. Now, here's your hosts. Okay, we are back for another week. Are you there, Keisha? I am. Okay, great. Um, Yeah, we had a pretty slow week on The Young and the Restless, but we had a crazy week on The Bold and the Beautiful. Um, Sorry. no, what'd you say? Oh, nothing. I, I'm talking to myself. I said sorry to myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the place today. Excuse me. Oh, no worries. I understand. All right, you guys. Welcome back to CBS Soap Dish Recap, where we recap everything CBS soaps, both the young and the restless and the bold and the beautiful. We are doing the recap for the week of November 14th through November 18th. And so normally what we do, we start off with the young and the restless, then we do the bold and the beautiful, and then at the end we have the flip the script segment or who's going to take a seat this week. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and do my summary and then we can go ahead and get started. And we're going to start with The Young and the Restless. So, Devon faces Chance. Diane threatens Nikki, Phyllis, and Ashley. And Tucker tells Diane to go off the grid. Adam and Chelsea disagree on what to tell Connor as Chelsea is released and Sally rejects Nick's offer. Adam reluctantly brings Connor to Chelsea when she insists on telling him the truth. And Lily realized Billy saved Chelsea and... Then we also have Diane declares war on Tucker and Phyllis. Sally turns Nick's offer down but sleeps with him and Chelsea explains her sickness to Connor. All right, so where do you want to start? Um, We'll start with Chelsea and uh, just Chelsea's whole situation. Um, I like the way that they're doing it where... um, you know, I, I just think it was a little bit too fast, but this is also soap opera time. Yeah. Cause she got she went in and three days later she was out. Yeah, it just seems to go fairly quickly. I, I mean I've never dealt with um a situation like that, so I don't know if it can be that fast or if it normally takes a little longer than that, but I, that was my thought too, was like that was pretty quick. It was quick because, um, you know, when you you about to unalive yourself, um, they usually keep you in there for at least a week or more. But, you know, this is also a soap opera, so they can't keep the girl, I guess they could if they did a storyline from within inside, but obviously they didn't want to go that route. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of quick for them to do. And then um, I was worried about whether or not Chelsea telling Connor this would be too soon. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like 
situation is different. It depends on maybe the sensitivity of your kids or or how, I don't want to say how intelligent, but how well they understand. It's like maybe adult, and that's not necessarily an adult situation, because it happens to kids too. Um, but how well they can comprehend, I guess, situations like that. Mm-hmm. And she talked I like that she talked it over with her therapist and got advice on whether or not she should tell him or how she should tell him. Um, and didn't just make the right decision of I'm telling him and that's that. Like she made sure that she had the support of a professional. Um, but I understand Adam's concern as well. But I think the way that they told him, uh, let me back up. One thing I didn't like about um, Adam's side of it was he was trying, I felt like at one point he was trying to blame Billy for the, her reasoning for wanting to tell Connor and I didn't think that was fair and I know that they like doing the blame game with each other but um, it's like he wasn't hearing Chelsea when she said I, I made sure to talk to a therapist, to a professional about it and this was the advice that they gave me but at the end of the day at the end of the day, I feel like the way that they told Connor, they did it together. Adam was supportive of her while she was telling him, and I feel like they both did well at explaining um, what was going on with her. And the one thing that I was waiting for her to say was, I did was how she didn't want Connor to feel like he had to take care of her, or that he was responsible for making her happy. So I was happy that Chelsea said that to him. Um, after he asked if he could spend the night with her because he didn't want her to be by herself. Mm-hmm. I was worried that that wasn't going to be brought up or that she wasn't going to make sure that that was clear to him so he didn't feel like he was responsible for taking care of her and keeping her happy. Mm-hmm. So that would be a lot of pressure for a kid to, to feel like that was their responsibility to do. Um, so I was happy that she made that clear to Connor. Yeah, that was pretty cool where she said, look, you're not responsible for maintaining my happiness. Yeah, that was really important. I think a lot of, I feel like sometimes adults don't, they miss that part of it. They miss that part of it to where um, sometimes kids do feel responsible for making sure that their parents are are happy and, you know, when something bad happens. And that's uh, Yeah, you're right. You know, I mean, that is a lot for a kid to kind of always have to maintain because, you know, the thing is, they're still a child. They they have their own youth to enjoy. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I was a little concerned because at some point, Connor did almost block, he, he did almost blame himself. By saying, oh, my God, I'm, you know, because he thought maybe the whole thing with him and Johnny is what did that. And I'm glad she kind of shifted and say, you know, I've been struggling since the whole race situation. Yeah. So I think they did. Yeah, Yeah, I I think they did a pretty good, you know, a pretty good, um, you know, kind of way that they handle that storyline. And now she got her own apartment, and she's not living in that yeah, whole. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to say. Um, I think that's what they did. Um, I think that's what they did. Um, 
Go ahead. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. Well, it was very nice of Sharon um, uh, to offer that apartment to her. Very nice. Because, I mean, you tried to kill her husband. <laughs> and then on the flip side, the other side of that is the fact that... Um, there she had other motives toward Ray too because she was attracted to him. Right. So yeah, I mean Sharon actually she's more than gracious <laughs> to you. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay. Um what let's move on to this other topic with Abby and 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 Devon and Chance. What's your thoughts on that? Mm -hmm. So I did see with that situation, I, the only thing that I saw was Ashley and Abby mm -hmm. talking. Did anything else happen in the last 30 minutes? No. With that situation? That was okay. it. Not with, I mean, yeah, that was the only thing except that I didn't like Ashley's approach to this, you know, but there was a lot before that because we lost Amanda on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't have my mindset on today. You're right. The rest of the week, there were other things that happened. Yeah, but she was absolutely right. You know, yeah, you might love me, but it wasn't enough to get you to stop. Yeah, exactly. Because I they... Who, so Amanda? Yeah, it wasn't... That's the second time she was cheated on, or the second time she was cheated on by the midwives in particular. She was cheated on... She was cheated on by Nate, and she was cheated on by Devon with the same woman. Okay, yeah. It was I always remember, Elena. I could remember if Devon had cheated on her, uh, had cheated on Amanda a different time or not, but yeah. Oh, wait, didn't he? He did, because he slept with, um, he slept with, uh, Dang it, Nate's girlfriend. Elena. Elena. He's yeah, that's Elena. what I was saying. Can you can you hear me? I, yeah, I hear you. Mm -hmm. I thought you were just I thought you were just pointing out that Nate cheated on her and then Devon cheated on her too, but Devon cheated on her twice. Right. He slept with Elena after. Mm -hmm. Um, he slept with Elena after her and Nate got together and they kind of swapped partners. Right. Yeah, I mean, so, I I don't know. I just, I just pretty much, like I said last week, I just, I don't, I, I'm not feeling that whole connection with Devon and Abby. Yeah, it seems to be a, a lot of people feel that way. So I wonder, and if they're going to keep pushing for it, or is this just going to be a way that they broke up, struggling for a lot of things. That other thing that they were struggling for was that whole Ashlyn Locke situation. Yeah. Because... Basically his job. Huh? I said basically Chance's job in general is just an issue 
Yeah, because, I mean, he compromised his integrity to cover for her father, and she takes it so lightly. Right. And then she said the most important thing is family. And it's like, that's not like, and I do like the fact that even Chance says she has an idea of what she wants Chance to be, not who Chance really is. Yeah, that is definitely true. Yeah, I mean, you can't idealize somebody who they're not i mean you look at this person put them on a pedestal and all these different things and i think he should be this and i think he should be that and chance is just who he is chance the cop yep and that's i feel like that's abby's approach with all her men is it what chance said to her mm -hmm. about She got this whole fantasy of what she think it should be like, like a little princess type of fantasy. And it's like, look at your parents. Your parents' uh, relationships have been far from a fantasy. Yep. So where she think that comes from or that she's some special snowflake, I sound like Mariah, <laughs> you know, that that's what she's going to have this whole fantasy of what she think her marriage should look like and that's just not what it is. chance to spend all this time with her but I can guarantee you if he stayed around the house and follow her around she'll get sick of him right so it's like I think, girl I don't think Abby will ever be happy unless she gets somebody who is a let dog convicted right and Michael <laughs> and listen Michael is out of her league and at the same time he's already married so I mean that's the only yeah. other person that you know, and Michael's not available, so. But, now, in the, in today's conversation with her mom, Ashley automatically assumed that he cheated. Oh, did, did she? Yeah, she part. was like, what, well, he cheated, didn't he? And she was like, uh, no, mom, it was me. <laughs> and then she... And then she turned around and she had the nerve to say, oh, but it wasn't that big big of a deal. It was meaningless, right? You won't, I mean, it just was a mistake. And I'm like, but everybody. Exactly. I'm like, girl, if you don't stop because Tucker cheated on you too and you thought the world was ending. And the same thing with Abby. Abby can't even look at that man all because he cheated. Yeah, all because he cheated. You know, and it's like, are you serious right now? 
Because as Abby, you want to make it look like, oh, it's not that bad. It's okay. That girl was all over Devon's apartment. All over it. All over it. <laughs> The wall, the stereo, the floor, the stairs, and the couch. So, so what about, how did you feel about the way um, uh, Lily, so when Lily found out that Amanda was resigning, mm -hmm. and she kind of, she was kind of annoyed, like, before she, before she knew, like, her and Devon broke up, she was, it was almost like, I feel like she wasn't being very empathetic because she knows what Amanda's dealing with with her mom. Mm -hmm. And her first thought was like, well, I know her mom is sick, but, and it's like, that's kind of rude. Girl, I mean, listen. I, she didn't know the rest of it, but that was rude of her to, to feel like Amanda should be putting the company before her mother instead of just being understanding. Like, you know, I get that she's dealing with a lot with her mom, so I guess we'll just have to I think it was more of the fact that it was so last minute and because for the last I remember Amanda had always reassured her that she can always handle working remotely and so then she just yeah. dropped that bombshell like I'm done I'm resigning she's like well wait a minute at least you could have been like oh you know it looked like I might have to do something different like a lead on a lead up to it she just said, right. boom, I'm done. Yeah, she was like, boom, I'm done. When she had plenty of opportunity because she's been in Virginia for so long, she could have easily said, you know what, um, Lily, it's not getting any better. My mom is not in a good state. I'm going to just, you know, I'm just going to end it and give her some time to try to, you know, wrap her head. And she just dropped an email. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You're right. I didn't see it that way. <laughs> you know, because I'm like, I, I mean. I'm, huh? I, I was just going to say, I guess because I was thinking, like, she did say, she was, she would help find a replacement. Mm-hmm. But I guess if it was a, if, if it was sudden, then yeah, maybe, maybe I would be a little annoyed too if I really. Yeah, because, and so then I, the other thing, the other thing is she lost, she lost Nate. She lost, um, she's losing Billy. Jill been jumping down her throat. Tucker is still got an eye on this whole IPO situation. They almost had, a, you know, an espionage situation. And now your lead attorney is leaving. That's a lot on a CEO. Like, it looks like the company is falling apart. It's true. So it's not a good look. And I think that's why she was so upset. I don't think she was being mean-spirited. I just think all of this is so sudden and everything is just falling apart. Yeah, you're right. So, but um, I don't like the fact that um, Billy, was it, who, who was that? Oh, Devon did not give her the whole story because it's gonna, it's not over. Again, Chance is Jill's grandson. So, at least give Lily a heads up before Chance tell Jill. Uh, yeah, I wonder if, they, if they're even going to explore that side of 
going to be a something where Chance talks to Joe off camera and it's never even really brought up. Well, listen, Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving episodes are coming up next week, which a lot of the families are probably going to be together. And Jill is in town. So it's a possibility okay. if Chan shows up without Abby, he's, she's going to wonder yeah. why. What's going on? Yeah. Yep. That's true. You know, so I... Yeah, I just think that Devon should have said, look, I need to talk to you about something, and it's not good. Part of the reason why Amanda left was this, that, and the third, because she's about to be blindsided once again. Yeah. Because if, if, if Jill comes up in that office and said, Devon, how dare you? Lily gonna be like, what happened now? <clears throat> problem is is that legally chance is still dom's father too so they're gonna be all three of them are gonna be connected it's not even though they're divorcing he said that he's going to be in dominic's life as his other father so they yeah, gonna be But see, Devon is the one that's the interloper. So, <clears throat> even though Abby allowed it. So, Devon, technically, it should have been a co-parenting situation. Like, you drop the baby off, you drop the baby off. And all this whole conversation about them feeling lonely, that was on Abby's entitlement. And in regards to Amanda and Devon... Devon just had to be just a few seconds more patient and Amanda would have showed up for him. They just got hasty and selfish in that moment. Are you okay kind of thing? 
That's true. Because Oh, absolutely. I agree with you on that. I mean, you should at least send a text message. I'm good. I miss you. Whatever you need to say. A video chat or something. Yeah. You know, but yeah, by all means, you know, is it her fault completely? No, but you have to you have to have some consistency of your connection with your partner. I'm picking up background noise a little bit. Okay, I don't hear it now. Um, it's because I'm driving. There's not much I can do about it. Yeah, I got you. All right. I think it might have been the semi, the, the semi truck kind of went over those little lines that's on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Okay, so let's move on and talk about this whole thing with um, Diane. I think she made a very good chess move. Mm-hmm. You saw, you know what I'm talking about? So, I came in on the part where she had just told, got finished telling Jack um, about Tucker planning to take Jabal or something or whatever strategic move that he had for Jabal. Okay. That was all. That was all I saw. I don't know what she exactly she said to him. Okay, so. Okay, so let me kind of catch you up. So what she did when she uh, barged into Jack's office, she admitted that he asked her to give him financial papers about Jabot so he could exploit the weaknesses. Oh my goodness. You must be near some cloud cars or something. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, it sounds like you're in an airport. Can you hear me? I hear you. Okay. Um. Yeah, so that's what he said. I mean, that's what she told him that, um, you know, or what Tucker, she pretty much dropped information on Tucker McCall. And actually, with Jack believing her, that gave her the power because that was the only piece of leverage that Tucker had that he could have destroyed her with to the Abbots. Yeah. Like, it's going to hurt him more than it's going to hurt her if she just comes clean about him trying to make some move on Jabot. So she may as well just get it out, you know, get it out in the open. And then Tucker's are going to, Tucker can't do anything to her because unless she's hiding something else that we don't know about, that the audience doesn't know about, 
and there's something else that Tucker knows that can like blow her relationship with Kyle out of the water. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have anything else on her. Right. Because the whole drug dealer thing is out in the open now too. So now Tucker has nothing over her. There's nothing that any of the three uh, ladies can dig up on her. So I mean, she should be good to go now. Well, here's the other part. So, she also told um, Jack that Ashley, Phyllis, and Nikki has been using the information that Tucker gave them about Jeremy coming back to town to try to use it against her to scare her out of town. And he's not. Jack is not happy about that. So, did you see the part where he confronted Ashley? Yeah, I saw that. Well, that's what that's about. Yeah, well, he's never been happy about it. He's, he's known that they've been trying to dig stuff up on her. So that shouldn't be anything, any news to him. But the problem he was pissed off is the fact that he just want his son to be happy. Yeah. But, of course... But go ahead. That's the, that's, that is the one thing that kind of annoys me with this with Jack is that he keeps saying it's about Kyle. Mm-hmm. And he keeps getting into these disagreements and arguments with Ashley and Phyllis because he just wants to protect his son. It's like, your son can fight his own battle. He's an adult. Kyle is an adult. If Kyle was a child, this would be different. But I feel like he keeps inserting himself mm-hmm. just as much as they are inserting themselves on the other side. Let Kyle and Diane figure this out. Right. That was the other thing with Diane when she was talking to Kyle and telling him that she just wanted to leave town because she was tired of um, Nikki and all them trying to dig up dirt on her and it was, you know, frustrating and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, who cares, Diane? Your son obviously doesn't care about what they think or what they say. If you don't have anything else to hide, then you know that they're basically just spinning their wheels. And Kyle sees what they're doing. He knows what they're doing. So even if they were to find something on her, I think Kyle would be so doubtful of it or it would just be to a point where he knows, like, you guys just take my mom, so whatever you find on her is not going to matter kind of thing. So just let them do what they're doing and worry about your relationship with your son and stop worrying about what they think about you. Yeah, now I agree with majority of that. The only thing that she should have really got in touch with Jack is on this Jabot thing. Because that he's the CEO of the company and it's a family company. So, of course, Diane needs to let Jack know that more than anybody, you know, what's going on with Tucker trying to get the financials and exploit weaknesses about the company. You know what I'm saying?
Jack wasn't happy about it, and Kyle was still willing to give her a chance. So he didn't influence Kyle in that way anyway. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, that makes sense. You know, because um, the only other thing I can think of is that, like you say, when he first came to town, I mean, when Diane first came to town, she had to go through Jax to get to Kyle, right? Mm -hmm. But now that we so far down the road, besides the whole Jabot thing, everything should be going through Kyle and his mother. You know what I mean? So, and the problem is, is that everybody else is trying to get involved when it comes to Ashley. And it's just like, at what point do y'all just sit down somewhere? I mean, now, you know, I remember that whole thing with Tucker said he's going to turn brother against sister. He actually was meaning both Ashley and Jack and Devon and Lily. He was talking about yeah. both of them. Both siblings. Both he, set of siblings. Yeah, he had meant to both to both of them. So he's gonna try to of course turn and, and actually this whole situation with Diane does turn you know, it's kinda turning Jack against Ashley because Jack is like, Look, I want this to be quiet, I'm done, I'm over it, leave that woman alone and Ashley is like, No, I get to do what I wanna do. You know what I'm saying? How funny What? How funny was it when Jack how funny was it when Jack told Ashley um about the Jabot thing? Yeah, her face was and she it. <laughs> Yeah, and then he turned around and told her, You are his unwitting accomplice. Yeah, he, I mean, seriously, he's using you. You know, and she looking stupid. You know, yeah. that's why, I don't know, they always think that they can go up against somebody like, you know, we had the whole Ashlyn Locke situation, and we, we have Victor, and now we got Tucker, and it's like, at what point do y'all know not to mess with these people? They are, and they think they know better than everybody else. And what ends up happening is a situation of, ooh, it blew up in your face. Yeah. But that's what they get because all, they just want to run this woman out of town. She ain't going nowhere. The only person that's going to be able to run Diane out of town is Kyle. That's it. Because as long as Kyle wants... Because just say all this stuff came out, it blew up in her face. If Kyle said, you know what, I don't care, this is my mom, and I want her to stay, there's nothing Nikki, Ashley, or Phyllis can do. Right. So they just spinning their wheels and wasting time. But it does make for good drama, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, um... Let's see, what else we got this week? 
The only other thing we got is we got that whole thing with Sally and Nick and Adam. Yeah. Um. Oh, and we got that Audra and Noah thing, too. Uh, Allie. Noah, Allie, other than her confronting Noah about that news, was there more than that? Mm-hmm. That was it. Yes, yeah, I thought. I thought that was the only little thing. And I was walking in on them hugging or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I guess with uh, Allie, she was, <clears throat> she was really sympathetic about the whole thing with her having, you know, the miscarriage. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Having the miscarriage and, you know, everything with um, that. But, you know, it re that's what I'm saying. This week was a slow week to me. Yeah, I thought maybe she was going to go the skeptical route, like you said, last week. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I mean it's possible. Right, it's possible that you know it could change, but mm, I don't know. I just think because I thought sure Allie was gonna be suspicious. relationship was still toxic yeah so i mean for her she thought that she could you know hit them hit him with the sympathy button yeah and it didn't work you know and that's Maybe she was... go ahead go ahead sorry no uh, go ahead thing is that I guess she felt that that was a way that was going to bring him closer to her. Yeah. Which in all actuality it really didn't because when she walked back in to uh, his his uh, nightclub, he was kissing on Allie and she looked like she was pissed and she walked away. Yeah, that's probably the only reason why I think she wants to keep 
she wanted it to be a little bit more because she just, you can tell how bothered she is to see that he's moved on with somebody else that he really cares about. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I don't know. I, I'm wondering, they're kind of slow with that one, too. I'm like, where y'all going with that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Both those women are 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 feisty. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how much drama happens between that triangle. I know, right? All right. So the only other thing this week was the whole Adam and and I'm just over it. I'm just over Sally. I'm over all of that. <laughs> I'm serious, girl. I know. I know you are. I know you're mad about that situation. Because <laughs> you, you know I wanted uh, Adam and Sally together. Now, he's supposed to propose to her next week. But do you actually think uh, uh, Sally is going to say yes? Probably not. Yeah. And that's not the right way to do it either. No. Like, you, you, you got to win her back first. You can't just jump into an engagement. Yeah, this ain't Ridge and Taylor. Don't even get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started. But, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it looks like Sally and Nick are closer now. So. And she talking about, oh. Go ahead, I'm sorry. See, she's trying to make it look like I'm going to start off by myself. And it's like, girl, if you got a, uh, you got some money in your pocket saved up when you was a CEO over at Newman Media, fine. But you got people lining up to go over the Shark Tank to ask those five moguls for some money, whether it's 10% of the business or, you know, royalties in perpetuity and all of the other stuff they be talking about. That ain't nothing new. He's trying to give you a business loan. Right. It's a loan. It's That's not a grant. Like, yeah, take, take that money. I mean, she's trying to act all... It's like, girl, most of the companies in this... The big companies in this world had to start somewhere with somebody yeah. giving them an opportunity or giving them seed money. I mean, then she was like, oh, you know, I don't want to have a job just because my boyfriend gave it to you. Uh, um, Sally, let's go back in time because you came after Adam. You, uh, yeah, he gave both her and Chloe a job. And that job, that whole thing was supposed to be set up for Chelsea. You came after Adam. He decided to date you. You became his COO. When Victoria wanted him gone, he made sure you was the CEO. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> it's like, girl, if you don't cut it out, you you pursued Adam till you couldn't pursue him no more. You went after him. And when you finally got him, and then you turn around and sleep with his brother. Now, I know there's a lot of stuff that happened in between that with how Adam treated her. But why would you go with his brother? You know, they had to make it good. Yeah, they had to make it good, girl. <laughs> yeah, they had to do what it do. All right. Do we have anything else for Young? I don't think so, because it was a slow week. All right. Let's go on on over to Bold, girl. Okay, so for the Bold and Beautiful for the week of November 11th through... I mean, November 14th through November 18th, Douglas discovers Thomas calls CPS on himself and confronts his father, and Ridge proposed to Taylor... Ridge and Taylor engagement devastates Brooke and Thomas warns Douglas to keep quiet. Brooke confront Ridge and Thomas tries to keep Douglas quiet as Ridge revealed Brooke betrayal to the family. Thomas and Ridge explain the CPS call to the family and Taylor believes he's totally committed and Katie urges her sister to keep fighting and Thomas urges Ridge to never tell Brooke about the CPS call and Carter eavesdrop on Bill asking Brooke to share his future. Where do you want to start? There is no way I would encourage my sister to try to win back her ex-husband, who acts for an annulment and is doing all the things that she just said with Taylor, chasing after his ex and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, seriously, and let me repeat that because there was a hesitation in this recording. Like I was saying, if you guys missed it, you probably did because there was a lag in the recording of this section. Anyway, um, Brooke, Bill is standing in front of you. He's one of the biggest marketing communications company in the world. He adores you. He wants to be with you. He wants to marry you. And you sit back and wait for a guy who runs off, didn't tell you, goes to his ex, sleeps with his ex, give you annulment papers, propose to his ex, and then about to marry. And you still don't even know why. I don't understand why they got this. I, I can't stand the storyline. Exactly. Now, I mean, 
Exactly. And the thing is, is, you know, have Brooke done a lot of things? Oh, yeah. So, but at this moment in time, there's no way that she should be so over it. I'm surprised that, and it's crazy, and I'm not condoning this, but this is just observation for what I see when women go through this type of stuff. They end up on social media dragging somebody about how he left with my ex, and he slept with, and he gave me, he was about to marry her, and didn't tell me. There's no way they'll be doing what Brooke is doing right now. <laughs> I mean, for, for them to play this out, like, he's the love of my life. He's my destiny. I guess can't. I got to fight for my marriage. Girl, you don't have a marriage. It's been annulled. <laughs> yes, that marriage has been over. It's over. You signed the papers. The papers are filed in in the courthouse somewhere. It's over. You're right. not Reed, you're not Brooke Forrester. You're Brooke Logan again. <laughs> well, she chooses to be. Say that again. Her name what? I said, she, I said if she chooses to be, maybe she won't get her name changed back to Logan. Girl, I don't know. I'm just it, it looks pathetic. And I've used, you know, we we yeah. have we have our rotations because we always would say Hope and Steffi look pathetic for chasing after Liam. We would always say Liam looked pathetic for whining all the, all the, and crying all the time. And I got to say, it was a nice break from seeing Liam spaz out all week. Yeah, that's true. He wasn't whining. He wasn't crying and doing all that other nonsense. So we got a break from that. But now with Brooke... All these other men, I mean, you got Carter and Justin trying to be a Brooke cheerleader. Yeah, that's the other thing that it's like if the writers are going to make literally everyone on this show a Ridge and Brooke supporter, other than Thomas and Stephanie, then what is the point of even, even breaking them up? Because we see where this is leading. I mean, outside of the obvious. it's just it's annoying it, it really is you know i mean it's almost like she's the center po focal point of the show when you got all of these people like 
oh, Brooklyn Ridge, Brooklyn Ridge, Brooklyn Ridge, Brooklyn Ridge. And I'm like, somebody, and I think I might have said this last week, or maybe, I don't know. But the thing is, I don't know if you know this, but they said that Brooke has been married 18 times. And she's been married to... She's been married 18 times and been married to Ridge eight times. Has it been eight times? Eight. I didn't realize it was that many times. And it's like, if this is your destiny, why you got to keep having all these do-overs? Right. Because y'all keep doing stuff to each other. Either you would you kiss Deacon or you kiss Bill or, you know, and I mean, to the detriment of your sister's husband. I mean, Katie was devastated. And it's like, Katie is still even, it's like, come on, girl. So, so when, when Carter walked, or, you know, was eavesdropping on Bill and her conversation, mm-hmm. I wonder what the point of that is. Like, is he going to go back to Ridge and say, Bill is over there placing his love? No. Before? So... Yeah, so I saw the spoilers for the week of the 21st through the 25th. And he's actually going to get in Bill's face and confront him about what he said to Brooke. Because of Katie? No, because of the fact that, yeah, that she's supposed to be fighting for her marriage, right? What? Yeah, so... So... Right, because he already knows, of course. He keeps telling Riz that you still love Brooke. So he don't want nobody to come in between that. And it's like, dude, stop cock blocking. Excuse my French. <laughs> I I was I was not happy. I, and I'm sorry if anybody, you know, hey, I, but that's exactly what Carter was doing. Because it's like, why do you care? argument that uh, they had at the Forrester, at the Forrester Mansion about that CPS call. Say Brooke actually did make the call, right? Eric refused to believe it. I mean, Ridge was telling him I heard it with my own ears and he was still refusing to believe. That's how much he ride or die for Brooke. Yep. Even though he's with her sister, though. And it's almost like every, even when Eric is with somebody else, whether it's Quinn, whether it's, you know, now um, Donna or, you know, anybody else that he married outside of Brooke, he is always championing for that girl, pandering for that girl. Yes. It's pathetic. Yes, that's a good word for everybody panders for Brooke. Yeah, and I mean, even Douglas, girl, that whole thing is pathetic. Here's my thing, and listen, I'm not, you know, talking crazy about a kid or whatever because what Thomas did is absolutely deplorable, okay? 
The only problem that I have for this is that this boy whole entire life is consumed by protecting Grandma Brooke. Yep. It's not realistic. Kids think about kids' attention span is less than two minutes. You maybe less than that. And for her and for him to be so consumed that the boy look like he can't eat, sleep, do anything with with this information, it's like it's not realistic. Yeah. And you know what's funny about that is I feel like when Brooke did that to him. Right. When he saw them, you know, her and Deacon kissing, it didn't seem to be a big deal. Exactly. Exactly. Thomas does it. It's wrong on both fronts. It's wrong that Thomas is doing it too. But when Thomas does it, they make it so much more egregious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks bad because, you know, what Douglas didn't have a second thought when, when Hope and Brooke told him, you know, hey, you know, you don't know what you saw. It was just, oh, you know, this, that, and the third. The only reason that you know, the foresters found out about it is because they had the pride after boy and asked him a bunch of questions. He knew he wasn't like, let's go tell the truth, Grandma Brooke. You need to tell the truth. He wasn't doing right. none of that. Right. And that's why I'm saying the writing for this, where well, they got Liam, I'm going to make a list. Liam, Douglas, <laughs> Carter, Justin, Eric, her sisters, Bill, Deacon. It's like, really? Literally everybody with the exception of Taylor and her children. Yep. And Sheila Carter. Exactly. Yep. Everybody else is a, a Logan fan. Work does no wrong. You know, and I'm, but I'm, I'm not, you know, cause I understand the way that it looks, but the way that it's written, they write the storylines focused around that one character. You know, I mean, when you got children simping, I mean, pandering. <laughs> right, you was right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that ain't this type of platform. Anyway. <laughs> when you got all these, I'll use the other word, pandering. When you got all these other folks pandering, including this little boy who cannot even sleep thinking about this whole thing that's being done to Grandma Brooke. It's just like, dude, are y'all are y'all serious with this writing? Yeah. It's just it's too much, like you said. It's just too much. I was I I mean the boy sitting up in his room like he needs somebody to talk to. It was just that bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean he faced the wall. Say it again. Mm-hmm. There's still the whole thing of this. This all basically came about because he's disobeying his father. His father has told him how many times to delete that act. Exactly. Again, I'm not saying that anything that Thomas is doing was is okay, but the, he uh, Douglas is being disobedient too. Yes, he is. He's being defiant. I mean, the boy, I mean, they told him, go put your clothes on. I don't know. Do I have to? Do I have to do? Look, 
Boy, if you don't close your mouth. <laughs> right. Oh, let me not go there. <laughs> Listen, let bar one of my kids when they was younger. They t- I said, look, it's time to go put your clothes on so we can go. Oh, do I have to? What did you say? Right. Excuse me? <laughs> it's like, no, we don't do that. We don't do that. And the other thing is, this is grown folks' business. Why are you in, I mean, like you say, he was hard-headed about it, you know, because you were, he was tricking people himself. And I don't care if anybody will say, oh, Donna, it was so fun. It was being cool, blah, blah, blah. The bottom line is, he, you were tricking people too, Douglas. Yeah. Come on now. Yep. And then coming from, what'd you say? But still, you know, so I, I'm just, I, it's just like, why do they have to write this this way? I mean, I don't know. I watch and I talk about it, but that's it. I would actually like to see a storyline with with um, Taylor and Ridge. I, I just, I would, just to see and give us a little bit of a, dis- a difference. You know what I mean? Because outside of Brooke, who has he been married to in the past five years? Nobody. Nobody. He's only been with Brooke. Now, did he kiss Quinn? Yes. He kissed Katie. Yes. Who else? He kissed. She ran off with Shauna. But actually married has always been Brooke. And I guess that's where that whole destiny thing comes in. But y'all cheat on each other. How are y'all destiny? Y'all both cheat on each other. Y'all both been kissing everybody else. Right. And I mean... Go ahead. That's why that whole line that when Brooke said to Bill the one day, um, I want to grow with him or I, I need to learn. I want to learn from my from our mistakes. And it's like, y'all still learn from new mistakes 25 years ago. How many mistakes... Listen, I I make a mistake when I trip and stub my toe, okay? Or I make a mistake when I type the wrong letter in a word when I'm texting somebody. But you keep doing it over and over again. Right. You know you married. You've been around that dude. Not you. Huh? <laughs> no, I she, she know that she, I mean, she been with Ridge for I don't know how many umpteen 20 years, right? How many times is it going to be a mistake? Either one of them. What you going to say? It was a mistake when you found out Thomas lied? Is that a mistake too? (laughs) I mean, seriously. The thing is, even if he didn't lie, you made the choice to run up there behind Taylor. Because Taylor was like, I'm done with you. And you begged her to take you back. And then all this whole thing with this wedding and proposals and all this making a dress. Dude, that's all you. And that's the other thing I don't like is the fact that they, the way that they always say, oh, well, Steffi and Thomas is the one that persuaded him to do this. That man is overgrown. Oh, yes. That man is, is overgrown. 20-year-olds ain't finna push him to do nothing. 
You know, so, oh, yeah, Thomas always stepping in Thomas. They pushed him into this. No, he chose to do it. He ain't no waffle brain. And I think that's the, what you were talking about, too, because Hope said that last week. Like, he made a decision to do that. So, um, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that Steffi asked uh, Ridge, like, is this why you're marrying mom? Because of what Brooke did? I love that she um, brought that up and that she pointed that out and got got him to answer that question because he said no. He said that's not the reason why he's marrying Taylor, that he said that he's marrying, marrying her because he loves her. So when it comes out what Thomas did, you better not go nowhere. If he sticks to that, yep. I want to see if he sticks to that. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, if I, it'll be obvious if he's lying about it because he'll try to run back to Brooke. Yep. And that is exactly um, why Taylor asked him in the beginning, is this because Brooke has made you mad? Like, what did Brooke do this time? So... Don't, don't sit here and deny it. You got to be honest about it. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I would give him a side eye. I'd be like, you know what? Y'all ain't got to go home, but y'all got to get the heck up out of here because I need to talk to him. Because he, she specifically asked him that in Aspen. Yeah. And he did not tell her, you wait till you get an engagement ring on her finger. She didn't bought a house. Y'all didn't slept together. You done made her dress, and then you want to say so. Yeah, so I, I'm just, I'm really hoping that when it comes out that he sticks with her because you know that Eric and Brooke and all of them are going to expect Rich to run back to, to Brooke. So I, as annoying as this is, I do hope that he Sticks to that, and he stays with Taylor, and he tells Brooke, uh, "This was going to happen regardless." Because I think that would make her feel real silly, her and, and the rest of them. Yeah, would think that their destiny or whatever. And my here's my thing: I would be open to even seeing Brooke and Bill back together. You know, because I think they got a lot of chemistry. I mean, if they need to put Brooke with somebody, put her with Bill. How you going to hire that man as fine as he is by himself? <laughs> I agree. You know, I mean, he's not going back to Katie. He wants Brooke. And he's over there begging, look, I can treat you every, I give you everything you want. I can be that man for you. You're going to always be here for me. We're, we can have a future together. And she like, I don't want Reg. <laughs> it's like, girl, please, if you don't stop, she be like, look, <laughs> let me not go there. I was, <laughs> I was going to say something crazy. It's Friday. I'm in that type of headspace today, but anywho, um, yeah, maybe give a give a, a look, give Bill some time. Maybe you can forget about Ridge, you know. 
Yeah, you know, give them a little time. I still think, um, even though I wouldn't mind seeing Bill work together, I still just cannot stand the way um, he just instantly flipped. For, uh, oh, from Katie? Yeah, and, and just him saying, it's always been you, I've always been in love with you. It just, to me, like if I were Brooke, that, that would really piss me off because you were just over here several months ago telling me you wanted my sister back. And now you're disrespecting my sister by saying that you basically were never really in love with her like that. Does he love her? I'm sure he loves Katie because they have children together. You know, they were married a couple of times. But you're basically admitting that you've never really truly been in love with my sister because you've always been in love with me. Yeah. Yeah, I... Whew, yeah, that's... I, I totally agree with you on that one. That's crazy, though. You know, I mean, she should be looking at him crazy like, dang, you just told me, you were begging me to help me get back with Katie, and now you're back over here with me, trying to get to me. Right. But you know she'll never say that. Of she, course not. She never. likes the attention. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, yeah girl, I mean... Deacon proposed. Bill wants to spend the rest of his life with her. It's like, girl, why are you pining after this dude? Um, it was something else I was going to say to you. What was it? Oh, going back to the whole thing with Steffi and, and Taylor. When, when Steffi was like, is this the only reason? And, you know, let me send everybody else home. I need to talk to him right now and say, look, why you ain't tell me this? But that would have been the cue for me to say, you know what? I need to let the dust settle. I need to let him get over what has happened with him and Brooke and then see what he's going to do. I don't care if he's telling me, oh, it don't matter about the CPS call. I love you. But that doesn't, that can't be the truth because... If the CPS call didn't happen, you would have still been at Brooks. You had you was at Brooks before the whole call thing happened. Yep, that's true. So for him to say, "Oh, I'm with you because I love you," uh, yeah, but if the call hadn't existed, you would have still been over there. So what are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. So any. Yeah, because I can. Yeah, because he wanted to, all that time with with Thomas over at the house. Now his son don't even really want to talk to him. Yep. That's gonna send him yeah, right back over to hopes. Yeah, because he's manipulating his son. You told him to lie. Now, granted, Brooke told him to lie too, but for like you said earlier, it's always harder when it comes from Thomas. Right. And it's like, are you this? Are you this pathetic and obsessed with your father's marriage to Brooke that you would stoop to the level of calling CPS and 
GPS on yourself mm-hmm. and and risk. I mean, we know that there wasn't anything going on there for them to take him, but still, you risked a CPS visit to your house in order to frame your stepmother. Yeah. In order to frame her. Like, you went that far just to break up your father's marriage. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I, my thing is, I don't understand why they spent the better of a year and a half to rebuild that character only to destroy it. Me either. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. You gave this man a whole brain tumor. Yep. And then when only they take, take it out... Right huh? Yep, only to take him right back down the dark path. Yeah, they took the brain tumor out. He had enough conscience to get both... Uh, Bill and Liam out of jail with the whole Vinny situation. He finally is back working at Forrester. He's been on good behavior, and then in the last two months, y'all decide that, oh, let's just trash the character. It's like, well, what did you do that for? And I don't, I don't blame Matt Atkinson for feeling the way that he do when he did that interview about how I, y'all need to stop writing me as being obsessed with hope. And now they didn't wrote it worse where he's this creepy father who is manipulative. I mean, it's like, come on. Right. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um, did we cover everything? What do you think about Donna's reaction? Because when, when she found out about the engagement over at Forrester. Um, I mean, Donna's reaction was warranted. That's her. That's her that's sister. Her yeah, that's true. So, I get that. Eric's reaction, however, I was bothered by it. Oh, okay. I thought that was... Um, I don't know. I just I, I feel like it was a little disrespectful, I guess. part of where Donna was like what did she say hold on what was it she said she can't um she said Donna does oh it's okay she said she couldn't see how Taylor can't see Ridge leaping between women is a big red flag and I was like um I guess you didn't see the red flag when Eric was jumping between women. I mean, the ink wasn't even dry on the divorce, on the papers yet 
before you moved into the Forrester Mansion and Quinn was already at the door. It's like, what are you talking about? That's a red flag. Or how about your own sister? Uh, yeah. Why is that not a red flag for your sister? You're trying to get her to get back with her husband. Mm-hmm. Jumping back and forth. So, like, where's the, where's the distance there? Mm-hmm. I was like, girl, if you don't sit down somewhere with that, because that, it don't, it don't even mean, I mean, it don't even make any sense. Because if that was the case, then you wouldn't be with Eric, because that should have been a red flag for you, too. Right. Well, I mean, we're, we're talking about down here. There's hardly anything that she does that makes sense. Right. Okay. <laughs> Girl, you're so funny. All right. Do we cover everything now? I think so. All right, so let's do our flip the script and our take a seat segment, and then we'll be done. So what is your um, flip the script for this week for both shows? Okay, so my, oh, oh, go ahead. Okay, so my flip for um, The Young and the Restless would have been um, Jack telling Diane why, you know, when he asked, why are you telling me this, telling me this stuff now about Tucker? It shouldn't have made a difference whether she did it for good intent or not. The fact of the matter is that you didn't tell me the whole truth in the beginning. You know, and it's like, you keep giving me bits and pieces. You give me one layer, and then you peel back another layer, and then you peel back another layer, and now I didn't got myself all caught up in deep. He should have said, you know what, you're not, and, and got Kyle on board. 
We're not going to move in a connection with you until you give us the full story. They had the bargaining power because she wanted a relationship with Kyle. Use that bargaining power to say, look, I need the whole story from you. And if anything else come out, guess what? We're done. We're done. Um, with bold, my flip the script would have been, um, let me think, what would I would have picked? I don't know. You kind of got, that's a good one with the one you said about Taylor saying, you know, let's sit down and have a conversation. Um, I think my flip the script this week probably would have been Brooke telling her sisters, look, you know what? I need to move on. Stop trying to push me down to a man who actually did all these things to me. Hope said the right thing last week. What type of man does something like this to, to me? And you know what? He knows if he still loves me, he knows if not then he need to keep it moving because I need to keep it moving. Stop having, I mean, just for her groveling after Ridge, it's just, it's just pathetic. I mean, seriously, especially after everything he's done over the past month. Yeah, that's okay. a good one. Okay, so go ahead with your, um, with your, take a seat. Will be who? With her, Ashley. Oh, Ashley. Okay. Um, yeah, with her, with her advice to Abby, and then also um, the whole situation with Diane mm -hmm. and finding, you know, Tucker actually using her. She doesn't have a wrapped around the finger like she thought she did. Right. Um, her trying to be all high and mighty with with that whole situation with Jack. Um, so. She can have a seat this week. Okay. And my bold and beautiful take a seat is Thomas. And what he's doing with Douglas right now is pathetic. It so, is. Uh, it is. Even though Douglas is being defiant, um, Thomas, what Thomas is doing is wrong. Yeah, I mean, he's he's really taking all these. He's got he's creating a web of lies. That he. At the, at the end of the day, this is going to hurt. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, now, for my uh, take a seat for the young and the restless, I'm going to give Nick a seat. I just, he's, he's, he's thirst trapping right now. I, I just, it's like, dude, I, I mean, what'd you say? That's a good word for it. Yes. I mean, it's like, come on, man. The, Get that girl some time to figure out what she wants. You just, well, I want to be here. I'll walk you in the room. And then y'all in the, girl, Nick, take a sit. Go sit down somewhere. Um, And I got to get a Three Stooges, uh, um, a bench as well. Y'all go over there and sit on the bench and be quiet. And I mean, the Three Stooges is Ashley, Nikki, and... um. And Phyllis. Oh, and throw Chloe on there for trying to jump the gun and do a deal with Nick. That ain't none of your business. Yeah. <laughs> she's a busybody. She 
girl. He's a busybody if I've ever seen one. Yeah, that's why I call her Cuckoo Chloe. Um, <laughs> and then on the bold and the beautiful, because you already got Thomas sitting down, right? Um, if I was to give out some other seats, um, there's a list. So let me think. I need a whole corner section C mezzanine level. <laughs> I need a seat for Eric. I need a seat for Justin, Douglas. I need a seat for um for um Carter, uh Bill. Y'all doing way too much pandering. Y'all go over there, sit down, get your thoughts together, and you know, and Brooke, come on, come on, girl. I'm going to sit you on the other side because you need to figure that out with Ridge because that's ridiculous why you chasing after a dude who did all this stuff. So that those are my seats. All right, you guys, we got a short week next week. We only got on the CBS side because I think the other soaps might be going all the way to Friday. But um, Thanksgiving is next week. And... Um, we got Monday through Wednesday of episodes. Now, look like they're going to drag this wedding thing out. So be prepared to push us into probably the middle of the week to find out what's going to go down with this wedding. And we might not get the cliffhanger until probably Wednesday, which means we're going to have to wait till the 28th. To probably see when all this stuff unfolds, which which sucks because y'all been fast tracking everything else, but then when this wedding, y'all want to stretch it out over a week and a half. Right. Um. <clears throat> but um, yeah, that the week of the twenty first through the twenty fifth, uh, Adam is supposed to propose to Sally, which I think we talked about earlier. Um, Ashley is going to try to fight back again. And then Nick is also going to um, retaliate against Adam next week too. So and oh, and the and Daniel will be here next week. Oh, that's right. I, I saw that in the preview. Mm. I'm excited about that. I'm wondering if they're gonna put because he's gonna be around for a little while. So I'm wondering I if they're gonna always be go a ahead. Big fan of Daniel and Lily. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering if they're gonna put them two together. They, I think even they will. Lily, even if Lily and Billy were not having issues, I I would have hoped for this because I'm always that's always been one of my favorite couples. Yeah, yeah, I would like to see that how that how that would go. So yeah, I've seen some stuff on those too. He's going to be really proud of her, and she's going to ask how long is he around, and he's going to be around for a while. So they might be trying to go somewhere with those two. But I'm okay with that. As long as... What'd you say? And I have my fingers crossed. Yeah, we have to see. All right, you're going to be available next week. Next weekend. Let me see. I'm going to visit my dad. But that... Well, just keep me posted. No, I'll be in town next weekend. Okay. Okay, so we'll figure. I'm off that Friday, so um, 
we'll figure out something. Now, Saturday, I'll probably be out later in the day. But if you need to do sun Saturday morning, that's cool, too. But we'll figure it out. I will not have her be available the, that first weekend in December. is my, um, my dad's 70th birthday. So okay. I'll be out of town that weekend. Okay. Well, well, now we know. All right, you guys. So, Keisha and I are going to in the show and i hope you enjoyed it and we will see you guys in the next um show that we have next week all bye, right everybody. bye thanks for joining us this week on cbs soap dish recap make sure you check us out on our facebook group at the young and the restless bold and the beautiful long haul die hard fans group We are 29,000 strong, and we would welcome you. Also, never miss an episode. You can check us out on other platforms, such as via RSS, so you'll never miss a show. Also on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and more. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, give us a rating. If you simply want to tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. We're signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. Bye.